Hello and welcome to another episode of the More From Law podcast. I'm your host, Harry Clark. In this episode, I'll be covering two stages in my own personal development timeline and journey into law, the LLB and the LPC. I'll discuss what each of these stages focus on and try to accomplish, any key differences and similarities between the two, as well as what I tell myself in hindsight, having recently graduated from them. Let's get into it. So the LLB and the LPC, two three-letter acronyms that I'm sure most every person listening to this podcast has heard of before. And having graduated from the first about a year ago now and the latter about a month ago, I wanted to share my thoughts on the key differences that I personally experienced between these two stages um, that you might be completing during your journey into the legal profession. As I record this just before September, a lot of students, and I'm sure some of you listening, will be starting these new stages of your life and development into becoming a lawyer, be it a trading contract or a key academic stage. This is one of these two, which I'll be um, discussing today. But before I get too much into all that, though, I, I just wanted the time to say thank you, really. Um, you know, since starting this little project about six or so months ago now, I never anticipated the sort of level of appreciation and support and just pure kindness from everyone who has listened to, shared, reviewed and even appeared on the show. And I recorded my first and to date I've done this one only solo episode right back when this podcast first launched. And I just thought it'd be fitting to create another little solo episode in order to share my own personal experiences uh, with the LPC and the LLB 40 something episodes on. And like I said, six months into this whole journey. So Going forward, I really hope to make these solo episodes a little more frequent in order just to sort of document my transition from the world of studying and academia as a student into the very different world of private practice as a trainee solicitor. Uh, and it's, you know, pretty exciting, terrifying and surreal to be saying that that is, you know, right around the corner and only a few weeks away from what I'm doing currently is this sort of limbo in between the two. Um, but like I said, going forward, I really want this to be an avenue for me to share my insights, share my experiences, and hopefully give those of you who are yet to start your TC or even those who are already on it, at least my own experiences with regards to the practice areas I do and just an insight into the sort of daily life of what trainee solicitors do. But anyway, the big question and why you're all listening to this and why you're all here is what's the deal with the LPC, the LLB? What are the key differences and what are the sort of key tips I would I would give in hindsight to myself if I was listening to this podcast? So um, to start with, I think it's really important to think about what these steps are in your development, these sort of two stages and how they actually serve you in your training and your development and the sort of core aims of what they each try to do. So the LLB, for those of you who don't know, is the undergraduate law degree that a lot of lawyers might do, or if they're coming from non-law backgrounds, obviously they don't, it's all about 50-50. And it's what I did. I studied at the University of York. And, you know, in order for it to be a qualifying law degree, you cover some of the basics like contract and tort and property and so on. And then you'll also select some of your modules, um, which for me were geared towards financial crime, a sort of commercial awareness themed module called law in the business environment. I did pro bono clinic, which I'd really recommend anyone who gets the chance to do that to do it. It was really fantastic. Um, and then something about financial citizenship and financial inclusion. So basically people having access to bank accounts and the laws regarding all of that. And, you know, the LLB is, is a very academically focused, which I'll come on to in a second. Um, the, the sort of core teaching uh, that I experienced at least, especially with regards to things like contract law, is very academic and it's it's thinking about the sort of the theory and the concepts behind, you know, how a contract is formulated with, you know, offer acceptance, consideration and, and all these sort of things. Where in reality, in practice, you know, these, these absolute basics, you wouldn't really be talking to a client much uh, about. Instead, it's much more a practical gear advice and, and, and much more tailored to their specific problem and, and the things they're trying to achieve, which is where the LPC comes in. So, um, the LPC is there to hopefully try to bridge the gap between, you know, you starting practice and speaking to clients and giving them quote unquote 
quote-unquote real legal advice versus the LLB, which is covering sort of the more basic academic uh, undercurrents and topics and everything that they're going to be experiencing. So with the LPC, uh, it doesn't matter what it is you're going to be doing after it, you will still cover a number of core topics and key areas again. So for me, that included things like criminal litigation, when I'm not going to be a criminal lawyer, uh, obviously civil litigation, business law and practice, property law and practice, um, a number of different skills-based areas as well, such as drafting and interviewing and advising. And overall, they are there to hopefully build up all those other supplementary skills um, and things beyond just your letter of the law knowledge and, and sort of more focusing on its application um, compared to the LLB or whatever your degree was before it, whether it was the GDL that you took before it as well. So regardless of where you go from being a lawyer uh, onwards or anywhere else from beyond the LPC, the LPC is much more practically and skills focused. And, that, and that's the real sort of emphasis. And I think if I was to begin with with how I'd kind of compare the two, I think first and foremost, the most pressing example in the difference is is exactly that. It's their emphasis on teaching style and, and what's being emphasized and kind of um, the, the differences in how you as the student will be experiencing this whole thing. So like I said, the LPC is much more practical and the LLB is much more academic. So hopefully I can try and break down what it is that I mean by that. During my undergraduate studies, it was really common. I can't think of many courseworks or examples of, of essays that I did or I wasn't going to trawl through some kind of journal article or textbook or some kind of academic reference that an author had written in order to write things like essays and courseworks and projects and proposals in that sense. So it was much more focused on what individual people had to say in their sort of commentary on the law generally and how I was going to critique the different arguments that different perspectives had on the sort of jurisprudence and how the law is being put together and formulate my opinion accordingly. Whereas I think conversely, the LPC involves sort of giving practical advice to those fictional clients and situations, like I mentioned. So instead, you're taking things like those primary sources of law um, and practitioners' texts, and you're applying them to a given situation. So you will generally be briefed by saying that company X is looking to do Y, or these are the facts of the case. It's your job to then take the law which is in front of you, whether it's in an open book or permitted material sort of setting, um, to use that law for your own reference and then to create some sort of advice or solution or um, commentary on a given problem and really apply it to the facts. So in practice, this generally means that your writing style is really different. So during the LPC, you're not sort of doing footnotes or scola or kind of references per se. Um, it's less academic pro-style writing and instead you're sort of being expected to address a given problem with perhaps a structure or a flowchart solution that you might have come across uh, previously, kind of walking through each steps of different stages and exploring those sort of conditional possibilities of if X happens, then this is what Y is going to mean and so on. Um, and as a result of that difference in writing style, your reading is also really different as well. So like I said, during the LLB, you're covering things like journal articles and textbooks, other people's essays, peer-reviewed articles, excerpts from common law judgments as well and generally i'd say they all lean towards at least a, a basic theme of jurisprudence which is sort of studying the nature of how the law is put together and you're covering things like legal reasoning and how these different systems of justice fit together all these different institutions and generally the role that law is playing in society whereas conversely the lpc is focusing on things like practitioners texts which are as the name suggests what lawyers use in practice in order to help them sort of synthesize and research any information with regards to a client problem 
it could be case law judgments, but you're usually covering things like legal tests and how sort of certain roles, people and standards or topics that you might be experiencing in your given scenario are defined or their sort of roles and responsibilities they have to live up to you. And of course, it's statute as well. So it is quite rare to be trawling through the sort of theoretical sources for your LPC, but there are a few crossover sources like like statute and common law, which will be used in both. The application is just slightly different. Um, and with regards to your delivery, the, the, the with the LPC, there's much more of an emphasis on solving the client problem and on application rather than just explaining the law to a client and a given problem. So for example, you wouldn't approach a client and say, Section 200 of the Companies Act says this. However, you know, Miller argues that this uh, that this is falling short on these three grounds and so on. Instead, you're sort of accounting for who is sitting in front of you as your client and you're picking up on their context and what they've specifically outlined as their as their core concerns and their core reasons for being concerned or optimistic and coming forward to you. And you will be rewarded for that by your marks for doing so. There are a lot of marks on the LPC for simply taking the information which is in front of you and regurgitating it and repurposing it effectively and applying it to the law so you know if a client says that they've got employees or shareholders from three different countries and it's not very practical for them to all meet together on a on a, on a for a meeting or a case-by-case basis you're then expected to think about things like written uh, resolutions or other ways that you can kind of account for the fact that they're going to be p- potential time differences or the fact that there might be uh, a, a delay in the amount of time that it's going to take for them to all meet together and what impact that might have on other statutory deadlines and everything else. So you get a lot of uh, a sort of reward and a lot of marks for sort of applying what's in front of you to the given problem. This episode of the More From Law podcast is sponsored by Get Into Law. If you're listening, it's like you're looking to break into or learn more about the legal profession. Get Into Law are a law careers advice community that's on a mission to build the most active, value-driven legal platform in the world through social media. They help support aspiring lawyers by providing skills, tools, and resources you need to begin your legal career. If you want access to their latest daily tips, guides, and resources, including some I've written myself, be sure to follow them on Instagram and LinkedIn by searching for the handle Get Into Law. So the second point, which I think actually really readily applies to both the LPC and the LLB is to get really good at time management. So during the LLB, you will probably, but not always, I certainly did be expected to complete some form of dissertation or final year project um, and and sort of work on one project over the course of your final year. Um, Whereas in comparison, most of your LPC deadlines, whether they are mocks or seminar sessions, which are sometimes known as SGSs, and you might see that in other people's articles and things, uh, and your exams are are much more frequent and you'll be moving from one subject and one deadline to the next continuously over the course of either eight months if you do it accelerated or, or a year if you sort of do the fully fledged normal version. And I think that's one of the main challenges of the LPC is trying to grapple with the quantity of different modules and assignments and deadlines you'll have to juggle on a week to week basis rather than kind of sitting on one project like a dissertation over the course of 12 months and really being able to get comfortable with all the ins and outs and kind of working through each stage like that. So especially if you're doing the accelerated version of the LPC and especially during weeks, I think four to eight, um, you'll be juggling mock assessments, actual assessments, and of course your usual seminar or SGS structure that that will always be rotating on a week to week basis. You will have one or two weeks off for, uh, I think it's Easter, uh, depending on sort of when you start your LPC and a little bit of time for uh, revision for exam season. But the emphasis is much more on that continuous style of learning and, and sort of shifting topics on a week to week basis and consolidating as you go rather than necessarily working on the same project but doing it over uh, the course of 12 months or an extended module like you might for, for university so on that basis i think it's really important to stick to a system which works for you um which is really good at recording and critically reminding you of what needs doing when so to give you just my own insight as to what i used for me it was google calendar that's an absolute lifesaver i would color code different commitments based on 
you know, this podcast or different SGSs, different modules, um, anything else I was doing, you can share those really easily with people just by having their email address. Um, and it's, and you can also set yourself reminders as to when things are coming up as well. So I personally use Google calendar. Um, but more recently I've started to use things like Trello, which is sort of a, a revolving to-do list. So you can kind of keep up to date with what needs doing when, and you can record different categories. And, and you know, once you've completed a topic, you can kind of take it off the list. And that's a really good way for me to do things. You can kind of access that, whatever, um, or just the sort of usual notepad planners, pen and paper route as well. Um, um, I've always tended to shy away from those, both from a university and the LPC perspective, just because I'm terrible at losing stuff. So uh, again, it's just about what really suits you and, and how you currently have your system in place for reminding and recording yourself of what you need to do, because you'll need to get that down to a science before you start, especially the LPC, but the LLB as well. It's really good to have all your notes in one place. Main reason being is that you don't want to be, you know, two weeks before the exam deadline, trying to find all of your notes on, say, contract law or tort or um, another area like I know shipping law, if you've done this as one of your modules, because you won't simply have the time, especially with the LPC, especially on the accelerated version, to cram together all of your notes and re-revise topics um, in that one or two week period. Instead, you'll need to know where everything is ahead of time and you'll need to have documented all the different subjects and topics and things you'll need to be covering ahead of time and know where they all are so that you can work through them periodically and remind yourself of your stronger areas and, and try to revisit some of those uh, weaker areas that you've kind of developed in your studies as well. And then finally, um, my third sort of key tip, which I think actually, again, more readily applies to the LPC, but still does apply to the LLB to some degree, um, is to be really ruthlessly efficient. So like I sort of mentioned on my prior point, given the quantity of work you'll be working through, especially with the LPC, you need to be really efficient when it comes to your note taking, when it comes to your research and that keyword of consolidation, which is almost revising as you go and ensuring that all of your notes are together in one place and that you're refreshing yourself with different topics. So for me, and, and you'll generally find this when it comes to the solutions which you'll get for the work you'll do through in the LPC, things like flowcharts, things like diagrams, things like tables are all really fantastic ways of making what can seem like a really large problem and a really huge sum of information really easily digestible for later use. And as I mentioned previously, with the fact of the LPC, you'll kind of be exploring these sort of condition-based problems. So if X, what does that mean for Y and so on? Or if it meets the test of this, this is how we would pursue in this case. Things like diagrams, things like flowcharts are really easy for you to, to sort of understand the broader picture of what's going on so that in the exam, you've got the, uh, you know, the substantial information in front of you with regard to the statutes or anything else in front of you. Um, but the sort of overarching principles and, and, the, and the general understanding of a concept or a topic you've, you've hopefully revised through things like flowcharts and you'll understand generally what it is you're looking at when you're going into a given problem. Um, also, like I said, you'd also want to make sure your notes are trackable and preferably stored digitally. But again, I will take that as my own sort of Pinterest old advice with what works for you, um, just in case you need to use them wherever and you can kind of access them anytime and hopefully you won't lose them as well. Um, but again, whatever works for you. And, and just on that point of storage, um, I also think you need to be efficient with with how you're taking notes, let alone just storing and recording them. Um with the LPC, it's not always possible to read through every word of every chapter for every SGS and also complete the pre-SGS work and review the lectures that accompany the chapter. Um, and instead, you need to be focusing on what the SGS specifically will be focusing on and concentrating your studies on those areas. And generally, for the most part, the pre-SGS handouts, which you'll get before a seminar, do a really good job of kind of indicating what you'll need to be covering 
and they'll help you with this by directing you to sort of specific paragraphs or specific statutes or sections of statutes that you'll need to be comfortable with um, in order to sort of really nail down your reading. So focus on what the pre-SGS documents and what the pre-SGS uh, learning objectives and, and stuff like that are, are telling you because that's what primarily the SGS is going to cover, believe it or not. Um, and you'll save yourself a lot of time rather than doing what I did, which was to try to make notes from the whole chapter, then go to the SGS, you know, end up making similar-ish notes, but also ones which were much more tailored to an exam-style question in the SGS, um, and then having to sort of try and merge the two together afterwards while still having to go forward into my next SGS and prepare for the next week. So I think that's a really key point to, to bear in mind. So I hope these tips have helped paint a picture of at least what I would tell myself in hindsight before either of these courses. For those of you who've got them coming up, good luck. Um, it'll be certainly strange doing it online. I did my LPC half online and half in person, um, but best of luck with the whole situation. If you're generally looking for more insights and tips into the LPC and the LLB, be sure to keep up to date with what I'm doing by signing up to my newsletter in the episode description, as well as following me on most social media at the handle Harry Clark Law. And again, thank you all for your amazing levels of support from the show. Everything from a rating and a review on the iTunes store really helps others learn about the show and I'm always 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 open to more feedback as to what you'd like to see next but for now though I'll see you in the next episode of More From Law